What's up and welcome to Ask Father Josh, the podcast where I get to listen to your questions, pray with them, and hopefully respond in such a way that is helpful for you to become a saint in your walk toward eternity. Here's the show goes, shoot me up with your questions. I will pray with them, study them, reflect on them, and hopefully get back to you in a way that is good for you to become a saint in your walk toward eternity. If you are new to the show, you can hit me up with your own questions, comments, and critiques at www.essentialpress.com slash askfatherjosh. You can also rate the show and review us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and other podcast formats, and you can share us on your social media pages. If the show has been good for you, it might be good for other people as well. Once again, I am being joined by my dear friend, Sister Josephine Garrett. What's happening, Sister Josephine? Hey, Father. I decided on one of these episodes, I want to see if I can do the intro. All right, cool. Like if I've learned enough by listening to you to be able to get through it as smoothly. All right, next next show, you you are on. <laughs> okay. Uh, and so, uh, Sister Josephine and I have been tackling a few questions together this season. Today is no different. Today, we're going to be talking about friends... How many of us have them? Friends, hey, hey, ones you can depend on. Let's be friends. Are old school TLC. What about your friends? Will they stand down? Will they let you down, baby? Can we be asked? What about your friends? In our years of life, how many of our friends have let us down? And, <laughs> Every single one of them. But we and there's been some where we've been able to uh, come together, come together, and others is like, you know what? I've learned a lesson. I'd rather not keep learning. I, I don't. I don't <laughs> think we're supposed to be friends, yeah, and that's yeah. fine. But yeah, every but, single friend I've ever have has let me down because well, we're human. Yes. Well, you know, I think uh, you sent me a quote one time that it really meant a lot to me when I read it, and it was probably the most profound quote you ever sent me, and it was from the great late. Uh, Tupac Shakur, uh, and he said, and I, I've met, it meant so much to me when I read it that I memorized it. Man was it. a prophet. I don't care what it. That say. man had some really profound things he said <laughs> and did. Uh, he said, "Just because we're not friends anymore doesn't mean you're my enemy." That's it. And then he said, uh, "Just because I," he said, "I still want you to eat." Just not at my table. Just not at my table. That's and it. I love that because there's people in my life where the friendships have come and they've gone, but I don't consider them enemies. Right. And I want them to win, and I want them to be saints, but I just don't want them to win close to me anymore. <laughs> no, but it's like, and it goes back, we mentioned a different episode, we mentioned Paul and Barnabas. Paul and Barnabas were two apostles. They were both called by God, but at some point they realized that we can't, we can't rock with each other. Yeah. And it's in the Bible, they said, let's part ways, because they, they could not agree about Mark. And because of Mark, the gospel writer, that's whenever they had to end their friendship and they went separate, but they never left Jesus. They never left the church. They never probably stopped praying for each other because Paul mm. writes, pray for you, pray for everybody. So I'm sure they still pray for each other and fast for each other, but they're just like, we just can't rock with each other. And so I think it's, it's, it's a very important topic that we're going to address today. We're going to talk about how do we make good friends and also how, why it can be hard to do that sometimes. But before we get into that really, really great topic, we want to share with you a glory story.
So I get the glory story for this episode, but the glory story is about Father Josh. <laughs> so, and you can see a Boo. video of this. I have, oh. <laughs> I have put a video of this on the World Wide Web. Which I didn't even realize until last <laughs> night you did that. So it's it's locatable to see, but... um. Did not realize it was it. my birthday is in, in the month of December. And um, one of my sisters was telling me, hey, I need you to be in Grand Prairie in Dallas on this particular date. Like, there's some things I need your help with. I was like, OK, so she was telling me to come. And as I was driving in a town and this was like two days before my birthday, I think one or two days as I was driving to Grand Prairie, she called me and she folded like a cheap suit under the stress. And she said, actually, Father Josh is coming to town to surprise you for your birthday. But I have to tell you, because his plane is delayed, which means we can't go to the restaurant we were planning to go to. And so I said, sister, are you picking him up for the airport? And she said, yes. And I said, let me do it. And I'll surprise him. And so he landed, his plane landed. Because it landed late. That's it why, landed late. That's why I had to call her to be like, hey, yes, ain't going yeah. out. It landed late. And um, I got to the airport. I went up to a stranger and asked him if he would be my accomplice. And he readily agreed. And so I said, well, there's going to be a priest to arrive. He'll probably be in his clerics. When you see him, I need you to go up to him and distract him so that I can come up behind him and surprise him. And so I recorded their whole conversation standing directly behind Father Josh until he eventually turned around and screamed a fairly high-pitched scream. Um, and it's all, I got it all on video. Just check Instagram. It is there. Um, but it's a glory story just because uh, Father Josh... You know, with my friends, like a big thing is like showing up and being present and being willing to spend time. And so he's a busy pastor. So it was just a huge gift Very busy. to be able to have him in town Very busy. for a day for my birthday. And for any other friend who's listening right now, if I don't do it for you, don't get <laughs> mad. I really don't have time. It's not you. So it's that's me. the glory story. When I got to flip the script on the surprise, I was able to catch it on that, that was That was a gift <laughs> I, I was not expecting to be surprised like that. So. That was, but that was fun. That was fun. I enjoyed it was a great day. I enjoyed hanging out with the nuns. They yes. were super cool. He said mass for us. He had breakfast with the sisters, was able to see our convent and retreat center in Grand Prairie. It was great. All right, so the question is for this week, how to make good friends? So I think um, there's a lot of ways that we can address this question, but I do think that, I mean, friendship is biblical um, and friendship is something that we all, uh, there's really great stories of friendships in the Bible, like David and Jonathan, super beautiful friendship. Mm. Uh, but I was specifically, when I prayed with this question, drawn to the Acts of the Apostles. And I was specifically drawn to the word devoted. And the Acts of the Apostles, chapter two, verse 42, it says that the early church was devoted to prayer, to the teachings of the apostles, the breaking, uh, of, the to the bread. breaking of the bread, which is the sacraments. But then it also says they were devoted to fellowship, to fellowship, which then you told me yesterday when we were talking about fellowship, that there's a, 
a breakdown the of the word. The word is really that word used in Acts 2.42. The word fellowship is actually quononia, which is communion. Mm-hmm. So they were devoted to communion. And what it says in my Didache Bible, I love my Didache Bible, is that communion was the result of the bonds of love faith and joy let me check to make sure i have it right i have my I bible that here was, yeah i think that was it um but i don't want to be i don't want to quote it wrong because it's so beautiful um that i don't want to quote it wrong so it's the bonds of the bonds of love faith and joy and so they devoted themselves to bonds that were rooted in love faith and joy love that right and so mm-hmm. there's different levels of of, of friendship uh, according to aristotle uh, so Aristotle has friendship of utility, friendship of pleasure, and then friendship of virtue. We teach that to the kids where I, the school counselor, we Come have on. a theology of the body, grade school curriculum. And so we teach it in the three words we use are practical friendships, fun friendships, and virtuous friendships oh, to like make that. it more translatable to them. Yeah. 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 But I mean, I, and I do think that, and none of them are bad to be clear, because I think sometimes people could look no, at- they're all good. Yeah. yeah. They, <laughs> utility, I'm like, like, for instance, my, my cousin's my barber. And the barber is a practical friendship. And it is. It is. And mm-hmm. he cuts my hair. I pay him. But during our visits, we talk about everything. And we I probably talk to him now at this point in our lives more than I talk to most of my friends because mm-hmm. we meet consistently and we have intentional conversations about life, about God, about the community, about school. But again, it's, it's a practical friendship, right? Uh, and then there's fun friendships, uh, friendships of pleasure. And so these are people I like to hang out with, right? Well, like, we have similar... We like to be entertained in similar ways. Yeah, which again, it's not a bad thing, and 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 we don't need to have a million deep, deep friendships. Like it's it's fine to have like acquaintances where it's like, oh yeah, well, if I have a party, I'm gonna invite you to the party because you know what? Like we like to <laughs> we like to party, we like to party. <laughs> <laughs> in the most virtuous way possible. Um, lit for the Lord. Lit for the Lord. Mm-hmm. Lit for liturgy. <laughs> but then there's virtuous friendships, and this is like the highest form, right? And, and, and these friendships are the kind of friendships that St. Elward writes about. St. Elward of Revo, he has a lot of writings on friendship. He says, a friend is the partner of your soul to whose spirit you join and link your own, to whom you commit yourself as to another self. All right, surely you must first choose, then test, and finally admit someone considered right for such a trust. So virtuous friendship is a friend where they, they desire your greatest good. Right. John Paul II used that. He called him an, another self. Another self. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. And, and, and that's similar to the way that Basil and Gregory spoke about each other, saying mm-hmm. Basil and Gregory. So I know they had it fallen out, which is, I think, if I'm not correct, and this is heartbreaking, well, they're back together in heaven, reunited, and it feels so good. But I believe that you know, they were best friends because they— and they were drawn together because they had similar interests, and they recognized they both were seeking virtue— when who died first? Was it Basil preaching at Gregory's funeral? I think I don't know. Uh, whoever died, the other one preached at his funeral and said, "We were like two bodies with one soul." Yes, it was. That's how deep the friendship was. But they had a fallen out um, because if one of them became bishop first, and the other one didn't want to be bishop, and the other one made him become bishop, and then he got ticked off and was like, "I ain't talking anymore," <laughs> something like that. Um, <laughs> I love that the saints had beef. The humanity. I mean, let, let's let's think about the different saints who had beef. Jerome and Augustine. Okay. Had beef. 
Um, who else had beef? Uh, there are two canonized saints. I don't know enough. There were there were to saints. Know who all had beef? I believe John Will twenty third and Padre Pio. Or ask Meg Hunter Kilmer to write that book. Meg like Hunter Kilmer should do beef. that book. Yes, like saints who had conflict. Because they Meg, all if you're listening. definitely like are saints, but like they didn't get along always. And how they um, beefed, yeah. Yeah. So, anyways, yeah, virtuous friendships are the friendships that were that were called to prioritize the most, right? But you can have other friends too, but you prioritize. Yeah. And so the virtuous friendship, I don't know if we talked about it. It's the friendship where y'all are like running alongside together towards God. So it's the friend who helps draw you towards the good. And also like when they think of you, they think of, you know, they think of your good. They consider your good. So in the fun friendship, we're considering ways for us to continue to have fun, which again is not bad. It's, it's not a, an evil in and of itself. But when I think about when I'm in a virtuous friendship, when we think of one another, it, we hope to, in the friendship, help one another or accompany one another towards the good, which the ultimate good is heaven, mm-hmm. right? And so— and the difference between a friend and a lover, according to uh, some of the saints— I, Me and Father Ruben gave a talk on friendship back when he was a deacon. I was a priest, my first year of priesthood. Mm-hmm. It was for Theology on Tap. I should find my notes. It was probably one of our, our favorite, my favorite talks to give earlier on my priesthood, mm-hmm. uh, but— the difference between a friendship and lovers is friends gaze in the same direction, whereas lovers turn and face at it, face each other and they gaze into each other's eyes. Yeah, and ought not lovers also be friends, right? <laughs> and ought they, they yeah. ought too, yes, yeah. both and, right? Yeah, they um, do both. But it's, it's just like there's there are differences between, you know, so. So how to make friends, how to make good friends, what would you say? I don't know. I don't have any good friends, uh, you know, <laughs> as I look at you saying that. <laughs> Um, you know, the Swaffords just wrote a great book. I think it's Gift and Grit. Mm-hmm. And uh, Sarah gave it to me and I was ministering to some young adults recently and looking through it. And so for practical, like, do this, then do that on how to grow in the depth of a friendship, mm-hmm. that book's got really practical tips. But I think, Father, what you and I were going to talk about for this episode was like how to choose your friends well and how to journey together in virtue. Mm -hmm. And so when you and I were discussing this episode, you talked about, you know, when it's time to create distance between in a friendship, like when the person isn't helping you grow in holiness. I don't know what else you were. Yeah. I I call those near occasions of of sin Mm -hmm. and near occasions of grace. And so I think it's just important depending on where we're at in in the season of our lives um, to examine who are the people uh, in my life who um, they draw me closer to God. And whoever those people are, they draw me closer to virtue. It's really important to prioritize those kinds of people to be in our circle, um, to be in our inner circle, uh, people who are going to be a bridge for us uh, to become holy. And then we need to examine who are the people in my life who are near cages of sin. They are not sin in and of itself. They're not bad in and of themselves, but they might not be good for me right now to consider them to be a close friend. Um, that does not mean that I'm called to ignore them or be mean to them, be rude to them, unkind to them. But it does mean if, if I'm consistently finding that when I'm with them, they're drawing me away from God, uh, they're drawing me into vice, they're drawing me into sin, then a conversation has to happen where it's like, all right, if we're going to be friends, like I want you to hold me accountable and I want you to give me permission to hold you accountable um, to, to striving for holiness and to work on these things. And if you're not willing to work on these things with me, if you're just if you're okay with um, with being a barrier for me from becoming a saint, then I need some distance. I need some space. Again, that does not mean I'm not going to pray for you or fast for you. That does not mean I'm not going to give you my 
shirt if you need it. That, is, that does not mean I'm not going to invite you to Bible studies or <laughs> parish missions or retreats. Or, um, but I'm not going to, for me in my life, what I've noticed is, is I, I, I will still minister to them, but I will not, um, once I see someone's not trying to help me to grow and grow themselves, uh, after we've had that conversation, uh, there is a distance I place. Mm-hmm. That's that's what has worked for me. I, it, but everyone has again. This is why it's a, it's a podcast with both of us because everyone has a different approach. So you might have more you can offer on that. As you were talking, it reminded me. I have some other things I want to offer, but it reminded me too that like because the title of this, the question was how to make like right, how to create. And I think sometimes I notice sometimes like, especially in the ministry setting, like sometimes when we're being served and someone is a minister to us, we presume that they ought to be our friend. Oh, right? yeah, we need to make that. And so there's like a, there's a balance between like wanting to make friends with someone and also, and, and being intentional about that, like trying to get to know them. So starting small, like tell me about yourself, tell me about your hobbies and then investing by like trying to stay in touch in a, in a moderate way, like send a text or make a phone call or how can I pray for you? And following up on prayer intentions and then trying to be present um, to whatever's going on in their life, showing up when you can. Like, those are practical things for making friends, but also not to grasp at the friendship and, like, hold on when naturally it's not tending in the direction. I had a great conversation with um, a fellow Catholic speaker a few years ago, and uh, he and I spoke at a conference together, and we really hit it off. And he was just—I mean, and I, I like him a lot. Uh, and he liked me, but we, we, it was a natural, easy friendship, right? right. Um, and then uh, it was another conference later where we ran into each other and we hung out. And he asked me, he said, hey, so like, I loved it. He said, let's, let's issue DTR. He said, what kind of friends are we going to be? <laughs> uh, he said, because like, I see these conferences and every time we see each other at the conferences, we like, our, we always hang out. We always prioritize. You it, vibe. And we, we vibe. We have fun time together. We pray together. We do fun things or whatever. And I, I said to him, looking at my life and knowing the capacity that I have, I said, the kind of friends that I think we're going to be are, we're going to be the type of friends that we see each other at, at conferences and hang out. And in between conferences, I'm going to send you funny gifts or emojis <laughs> on the cell phone uh, randomly. Uh, and Instagram videos on, on like, I'm going to DM you some funny videos and maybe like once a month we might have a conversation yeah. over the phone. And that's the extent of like what I think. And he said, thanks. He said, that sounds great to me. So I just wanted to like know because we, t- we seem to go deep with each other when we're at these conferences. Um, and then it's like a, a big distance. I was like, yeah, I mean, that's just, and it was cool because we, we defined the friendship. Real, it was a, super mature. And he, whoever that was, didn't grasp. No, like, not at all. That's not like friendship is actually, if you read Dante's Inferno in your free time, <laughs> the lowest friendship is really sacred. The human person is the only aspect of creation who can consciously choose to enter into friendship. Like right. there's nothing else created that I mean, can an, do animals, such a thing. Animals have mates, right? Animals <laughs> have spouses. it's instinct. It's Correct. not like a consciousness. Yeah. And so in Dante's Inferno, the lowest pit of hell were those who betrayed their friends. And mm-hmm. so it's incredibly sacred. It's a great mystery. It, it's an indicator of our dignity that we can choose friends. And so to grasp is contrary to the dignity 
uh, of the the capacity that we have for friendship. Well, and one so, of the things also says if you possess the gift, you will lose the gift. And right. so I don't know if you've had this experience, but I've had this experience where friends uh, have grasped at me. And once they begin to grasp and I, I feel like I'm not free anymore, the friendship has ended. Um, because, it deteriorates. Because you, we're, we're not supposed to be possessed. Like it's supposed to be a free gift where we behold the gift. But yeah, as soon as we begin to grasp, that's uh, that's always the beginning of the end. Yeah. So as making friends, I just want to encourage people to like attend to what is natural. And if there is not something natural inclining there, like don't grasp. Mm -hmm. If there is something natural, like a natural inclination toward one another to steward it well by being intentional. And so what's the reason why you want to be friends with that person too? I think it's right. important. What's my intention? <laughs> what is my intention? It's like, do I see this person? They seem cool and I want to be around them. Or is it there's, we do have natural interests that like, like most friendships form out of where there's a natural, like we both have similar interests. Mm -hmm. And so because we have similar interests or we're, we're working in a similar environment, the circumstances draw us together and then we build upon that. With, right. with, it, it's not... I'm going to go on social media and I'm going to find somebody and I'm going to send them a random message and say, will you be my friend? Right. That's a stalker. Or even <laughs> Dell, yeah, but I see it more and more, like especially as different Catholics have very public ministries where folks will like grasp at you and want to create a friendship out of thin air or like other people who have these really public ministries. And so you'll find this grasping and this reaching. And so I think it's a really great question, like, if this person didn't have this ministry role in my life, would I be grasping at mm. them for this friendship? Like, I just think it's something important to talk yeah. about when you have like these Catholic ministries, which are so good, but they create this kind of cult of the personality or yeah. um, fame around a specific personality. Folks in those roles need to be really mindful of, of being grasped at totally. yeah. and to like love through boundaries. Um so you were talking about like, is the person helping me grow in holiness, encouraging me to grow in holiness? And when we talked about that last uh, yesterday when we were talking mm -hmm. about this episode, I was like, I think it's a mix. So I'm okay having friends when we struggle, when we get together, as long as we're struggling together to get better. Yeah. Right? And so For I've got 100%. friends yeah, who we get together and we're like, oh my goodness, we're not being our best selves, you know, as we're talking about whatever we're talking about. And then we in the context of that conversation, move from the vice to reflecting on like what virtue we wish we had. And mm -hmm. so I'm just so grateful for those friends that I can struggle with, mm -hmm. you know, that it's not always us together acting like we're more pious and virtuous than we actually are at this mm -hmm. present moment, but like, okay, struggling together. Yeah. So I don't know. For but me, it is problematic though, if mm -hmm. you acknowledge, all right, we're not being our best version of ourselves right now. Like, we need to be better. What what can we do to be better? Versus we're not being our best versions and we don't I don't I don't care. <laughs> yeah, and, no. and I'm and next time we get together, <laughs> I'm gonna pour I'm gonna keep pouring. I'm gonna keep gossiping. Yeah, I'm gonna no. keep and it's like, whoa, like you're no. not somebody that's good for me. At this point I'm like, I, you don't care about my about me. And 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 for whatever reason I can't seem to, you know, whatever. So I do think that there's that there comes a point where we have to like, yeah, drop yeah. that boundary. And we were talking about beefing earlier. I think 
part of making good friends or cultivating good friendships. And we talked about this in another episode, I think. Yeah. Is yeah, being able to like flourish in conflict versus diminish in conflict. So like being able to navigate those experiences in a loving way and like being able to navigate those experiences with trust in your friend. So it's like me and my friend are not facing one another, battling each other when Mm -hmm. there's conflict. Me and my friend are standing beside one another Mm -hmm. and battling the problem together. And when you know, I think when we know we're loved, we're able to have those difficult conversations. Um, And so I think that there has to be a certain amount of like trust established and for us to be very vulnerable and have those conversations. And if we don't feel like there's authentic love there, then uh, it's pretty impossible to. But love is to will the good of the other. Yeah. That's all it is. It's Correct. nothing more. <laughs> it's just to will. The, so if I don't feel like this person is willing my good, then it will be difficult to navigate conflict with mm-hmm. them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's this quote um, from St. Mother Teresa. She said, don't expect your friend to be a perfect person, but help your friend to become a perfect person. That's what true friendship is. So when you started out saying, like, have you ever had a friend let you down? Yeah, all of them. Because I don't expect my friend to be my friends to be perfect people, but together, like we help each other along the way. Like yeah, we, struggle, let me down a lot. we struggle. We struggle. I just want to have this conversation right now. It's a safe place right now. I feel like we have a lot of people who are listening in, so I feel very safe because I know you're not going to attack me. I don't feel safe with you sometimes. I don't think you're a great friend, um, and I want out of this friendship. So. <laughs> Help me, help me, help me, somebody. Get out. Get, <laughs> Get out. Remember, what was it? Well, no, we can't mention what it was. I'm about to tap my coffee mug and send but, you to the second place. But, <laughs> <laughs> what were you saying? Stop it. We were okay. talking about what? We were talking about something, and then, oh, never mind. That's what it was. It was today. And somebody said something, and you just said, Get out. And I was like, stop. <laughs> you can't say that. Uh, for um, those of you who don't know what we're referencing, we are referencing the movie. movie Get Out. It's a classic. It is. Is it a classic? I, I thought it was a, I thought it was a great movie. I don't movie. know that I would say classic. Yeah. All right. In summary, making great friends. Um, yeah. Like, is it in summary? Am I ending too early? Or is it no, time please, to get to the science? Please. Okay. I, 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 I'm, Bless his I'm heart. Out of sunken place, he so. didn't let me. He didn't let me do a few episodes. And now I'm taking over. I'm like, in summation, we're <laughs> wrapping this up. <laughs> um, uh, we talked about, yeah, being people who want one another's good, like running towards God together, facing God together for when there's a natural inclination, like, being intentional to invest in the natural inclination, but if there's not a natural inclination, don't, you know, grasp um, at things that aren't naturally there. So like leave people free and don't possess people in our pursuit to cultivate friendships. Try to beef well. You can beef well or have conflict well um, if you believe that you are loved and all your friends are going to let you down. So it's not about finding friends who never let you down. I think it's about finding friends who want to learn to repair well. Oh, um, that's a good way to look at it. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Anything else, Father? No, ma'am. I'm ready for the um, saints, so let's go take who a break. Who are saints? I'm going to take a break and we're going to find out. Did you know that your personal style can aid in understanding your worth? My name is Lillian Fallon, and I am the author of Theology of Style, Expressing the Unique and Unrepeatable You. And in this book, I dive into this very topic where we discuss how personal style is something that can actually help you grow in understanding in your worth and how you're made in the image of God. You can buy my book at ascensionpress.com forward slash theology of style.
And we're back. Just a quick reminder, you can hit us up with your own questions at www.essentialpress.com slash Josh. You can rate us and review us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and other podcast formats. And you can share us on your social media pages. If the show's been good for you, it might be good for others as well. So our, our saints for the day are, are, are a couple. So you want to throw out some questions and see if I can get them? Because it's two, right? Okay, it's two of them. Right. One of them was strikingly short. All right, so we got some short saints. Um, oh, gosh, there have been a few short saints throughout salvation history. There have been. <laughs> Low um, in stature, it's not the case. James, James, James. James, was James little? Oh, yeah, little James. Little James, was he little? <laughs> he was little like little Richie was little, yes. And <laughs> All right. No, not James. Okay, give me another uh, clue. Um, one would always kiss the other one on the top of their head. Oh, I don't know, but that brings back a really bad memory one time. <laughs> um, <laughs> a really uncomfortable memory for me whenever somebody kissed me on the top of my head. And mm-hmm. It was extremely inappropriate. Do you want to do some uh, EMDR on that? Uh, we might need to. I'll tell you about it after. <laughs> but it was uh, said person. I'm like, that was don't ever do that to me again. And okay. it, was, it was the weirdest thing ever. So, yeah, I don't. Okay, next. so no top of the head. Like not even don't, the forehead. I, like I'm, the not top big, of the head. I'm not big into kissing in general. I'm a celibate for a reason. So <laughs> I like <laughs> I love the Lord and our lady. We're good. People who are celibate should keep kissing to a minimum. Right. Um, I'll kiss a ring like for my bishop and that's about it. I will kiss a ring. (laughs) And then third, um, one of them founded a religious order after being in one um, for her young adult life. Okay. So it's a she. One's a she. She founded a religious order. Uh, I'm going to say... It sounds like you're talking about St. John Paul the Great and Mother Teresa of Calcutta. <laughs> That's who I'm talking about. <laughs> they were great friends. And he did kiss her on the top of her head. She did not kiss him on his because Mother was she not. She couldn't reach. <laughs> well, you know, Mother wasn't big on touch in general. <laughs> touch <laughs> she... was not her love language. Uh, One of her sisters wrote a book about this. And her sister was like, we were told we could not like show affection. Through touch. And some of her sisters to this day, like I've, we have her sisters here in Baton Rouge. Mm-hmm. I've won them over. Some of them like, and I like, they're like, they'll give me a hug or whatever, just cause I'm like, I know they can't do that. But others are like, stop. And back up. <laughs> fall fall back, back. Fall back. Yeah, I heard <laughs> that she had a pretty stern personality. Yeah. Yeah. So tell me, so what about their uh, friendship made you want to bring them up as the saints for this show? Because I, I like them too for, for some reasons as well. I like them because like when you, at least when you see recordings of them encountering each other, it was like a genuine joy. Like they had delight in their friendship. Yeah. And I liked the hint of like, joyful friendly informality between them so she would honor his office like you would see her often like kissing his hands as a sign of the honor of his office as pope but then also there was like a cheerfulness among them that comes with just you know friendship yes and so i liked that that their friendship yeah when they encountered one another in friends the beauty of their humanity became more clear to me in seeing them encountering one another and i loved the fact that they didn't have to see each other all the time. But yeah. when they were reunited, yes. they picked up there where they left closeness. off. Yeah. And some of my yeah favorite friendships are those where we can pick up like, it's been a year. Yeah. Um, and I mean, even so Sister Miriam James, you know, she's a good friend of mine. Yeah. I don't see her, but maybe at least once a year, sometimes mm-hmm. twice a year. Mm-hmm. But what has been cool has been when I see her, boom, pick it up Connection. like where it left off or whatever. Yeah. Um, and so that, and then also grasping. Um, John Paul... You know, he could because clearly Mother Teresa was a saint. Like she was one of those people that clearly she's going to be a saint pretty soon after she dies. Yeah. Um, as was he. But, you know, he could have abused their friendship and be like, you know what? 
I'm going to grasp. And when she came to Rome to open up that house, he could have said, you got you have to stay here, Mother Teresa, because mm. I need you. Right. He could have grasped at that, but he let her like come and go yeah, and come and go. Um, and when the gift was presented, because friendships are a gift because we are all gifts, he reverenced it and he was grateful for it and he prioritized it. And then when it was away, he was fine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it's very mature. So I really appreciate the maturity of their, their, their friendship as well. A friend sent me and Father Josh in a text group the other day a clip of them as friends, and they said this for my. They said this reminds me of the two of you, and Who I looked that? at it, Father Deacon Michael. Oh and wow! I looked, you need to see it. Not even see it. You need to look through your text. I don't ever read text. So I watched the video, and it was real beautiful. And then I thought, like, only if the two of them were huge, smart Alex and a little bit hood, then yes, it would <laughs> remind me of us. People, they. People, they, they don't know what they People don't need to know. know. Pope, <laughs> Pope, St. John Paul II, St. Mother Teresa. Pray for us. Pray for us. All right, until we see y'all next time, we'll see you in the Eucharist. Deuces. Deuces.